0: A FOCUS SUMMARY OF CHAPTERS 57-61 through 61 OF PRIDE AND PREJUDICE For hours after Lady Catherine's visit, Elizabeth can think of nothing else. After musing about the matter, she concludes that the report of their engagement must have come from speculations by the Lucases communicated to the Collinses, and then to Lady Catherine herself. She becomes concerned that any hope she has for Darcy to renew his proposal will be undermined by interference from his aunt. She fears that Lady Catherine's arguments, which she believes ridiculous, will, addressed to Darcy on his weakest side, seem to contain some sense. In another effort to read the signs and come to a resolution, Elizabeth decides that if he makes excuses to Bingley why he can return no more to Netherfield— she will give over every expectation. The next morning, Mr. Bennet calls her to the library to tell her about an astonishing letter he has received. He says he did not know until he read it that he had two daughters on the brink of matrimony. Elizabeth flushes, thinking for a moment that it has come from Darcy, but her father informs her that it was written by Mr. Collins. Mr. Collins, he says, had written to congratulate him on his eldest daughter's engagement to Mr. Darcy, but to caution him that Lady Catherine de Bourgh does not look favorably upon the match. Mr. Bennett finds the whole thing comical, since he believes Darcy has never so much as looked at Elizabeth in his life. Mr. Collins closes his letter with words of disapproval about their decision to allow Lydia and Wickham into their home and Mr. Bennet mocks him for his notion of Christian forgiveness. He notices that Lizzie appears unamused, and he asks incredulously whether she is going to be affronted by an idle report. She says she just finds the whole thing strange. Mr. Bennet says the absurdity of it all is what makes it so delightful, and asks sarcastically whether Lady Catherine had called to refuse her consent. Elizabeth laughs, when she would really rather cry. She is mortified by her father's adamant belief in Darcy's indifference, and worse, she is afraid he might be right. A few days later, instead of bringing an excuse from his friend as Elizabeth has expected, Bingley brings Darcy himself. Bingley proposes a walk, and while he and Jane lag deliberately behind, Elizabeth, Darcy, and Kitty are left to entertain each other. As they approach the Lucases, Kitty leaves them to call on Maria, and Elizabeth summons the courage to speak. She says she can no longer help thanking Darcy on behalf of her whole family for his unexampled kindness to her sister. He tells her that if she will thank him, it should be for herself alone, since in doing what he did, he thought only of her. While Elizabeth stands in embarrassed silence, He asks whether her feelings toward him remain what they once were, and he says that his affections and wishes are unchanged. Elizabeth forces herself to speak, giving him to understand how much her feelings have changed and how gratified she is by his assurances. He replies with the warmth of a man violently in love, while an expression of heartfelt delight diffuses over his face. She soon learns that they are indebted for their understanding to his aunt, who did call on him, but whose words had the opposite effect of the one she intended. Given his knowledge of Elizabeth's frankness, the fact that she did not insist she had decided adamantly against him taught him to hope, as he had scarcely allowed himself to hope before. The two then reflect on his prior proposal, and engage in a charming contest over who deserves the greater share of blame. He now regards her as entirely just in calling him ungentlemanlike, and she is ashamed of having abused him so abominably to his face. He says he shall never forget her face as she told him no words could have induced her to accept him, and she begs him never again to repeat the shameful things she said. He asks whether his letter changed her opinion of him, in spite of the bitterness with which he now realizes it was written and she explains how gradually all her prejudices had been removed. Then she suggests they remember the past only to the extent it gives them pleasure. He says that while her retrospections must be beyond reproach, he thinks his painful reflections ought not to be repelled. He says that all his life he has been selfish, overbearing, and proud, and it is thanks to her that he has been humbled. She asks him what he thought of her at Pemberley, and whether he blamed her for coming. He says he felt only surprise, and while his first intentions were only to obtain her forgiveness and lessen her ill opinion, other wishes had arisen within about half an hour of seeing her. They wander for several miles, engaging in such reflections, before they wonder what has become of Bingley and Jane. This prompts Elizabeth to ask whether Darcy had given Bingley his blessing— Darcy says he confessed to Bingley that he had come to see his interference in Bingley's affairs as impertinent, that he believed himself mistaken in thinking Jane indifferent to him, and that he had concealed her being in town the last winter. Bingley was angry, but he forgave him. Elizabeth is about to tease that it is delightful his friend is so obliging and easily guided, but she checks herself, realizing he has not learned to be laughed at and it is rather too early to begin. When Jane questions Lizzie about where she can have been walking to, she blushes as she says that they had merely been wandering about, but even so, no one suspects the truth. That evening, Jane and Bingley talk and laugh while Elizabeth and Darcy enjoy their happiness in silence. Elizabeth is apprehensive about telling her family the news, since she fears their dislike for him will not be overcome even by his fortune. That night, she opens her heart to Jane, who is incredulous and convinced she must be joking, but Elizabeth assures her that she is telling the truth and her regard is real. Jane asks how long she has loved him, and after quipping that it all began when she saw the grounds at Pemberley— Elizabeth confesses all, including his share in Lydia's marriage. The next morning, Mrs. Bennet exclaims with dismay that Bingley is once again accompanied by Darcy, and Elizabeth cannot help but laugh when her mother charges her with keeping him out of the way. Bingley's warm greeting and efforts to ensure that she gets to walk with Darcy alone tell her he knows and approves. During their walk, it is decided that over the course of the evening, Darcy will ask Mr. Bennet's consent, while she will apply for her mother's. The plan allows her to spare her mother's disapprobation or raptures, either of which were sure to be an embarrassment. When Darcy follows Mr. Bennet into the library, Elizabeth is agitated, not at the prospect that he will oppose the marriage, but that her choice will distress him and fill him with regrets she is relieved when Darcy emerges with a smile and whispers to her that her father wishes to speak to her. When Mr. Bennet asks whether she is out of her senses and whether she has not always hated him, Elizabeth engages in an earnest effort to persuade him that she is genuinely in love. She denies that her attachment has anything to do with his fine clothes and fine carriages. She insists that far from unpleasantly proud, he is actually perfectly amiable. She explains the change her feelings had undergone, and she tells him what Darcy had done for Lydia. In the face of all this, Mr. Bennet is at last convinced. After a half hour's quiet reflection in her room, Elizabeth is ready to join her family, knowing there is nothing more that really matters to be dreaded. Later that night, Elizabeth follows her mother to her dressing room to confess the news to her. At first, her mother sits silent, unable to utter a syllable, but when at last she speaks, it is to exclaim enthusiasm for Darcy, apologies for having ever disliked him, and expectations of the extravagant wealth that Lizzie will enjoy. Elizabeth is grateful that Darcy is not there to hear it, and anxious that this bodes ill for how her mother will behave when he is. Mr. Bennet makes pains to get acquainted with Darcy— and comments Riley, that he admires all his sons-in-law, but Wickham most of all. Her spirit's light, Elizabeth engages Darcy in playful conversation, questioning him about how he ever did come to love her, and proposing her own theories to explain it. She teases him for having been able to withstand her beauty, reproaches herself for her behavior to him, and suggests that he fell for her because he was sick of the deference he was paid by everyone else. When she scolds him for being shy of her when he came to dine, saying he ought to have spoken to her, she is silenced by the affectionate earnestness of his response, that a man who had felt less might. She then suggests that they might never have been brought together if she had not spoken first, but he insists that he had not been waiting for an opening from her. When Lady Catherine came to him, he was given reason to hope, and formed a resolution to see whether he might ever make Elizabeth love him. She asks if he has the courage to announce the news to Lady Catherine, and he tells her that if she brings a sheet of paper, he will do it directly. Meanwhile, she goes off to write a long overdue letter to her aunt, one she had delayed because she feared Mrs. Gardiner had overestimated Darcy's feelings for her. She tells her aunt with delight that she can now give free rein to her fancy, and she talks of the happy times they will have together at Pemberley. His letter to Lady Catherine is terser, as is her father's response to Mr. Collins, in which he requests his congratulations, tells him to console Lady Catherine, and suggests that his deference is better paid to Darcy. Miss Bingley sends affectionate and insincere congratulations to Jane and her brother, which Jane characteristically answers with more kindness than she deserves. Miss Darcy, by contrast, fills four pages with earnest enthusiasm. The Collinses come to Longbourn to escape the wrath of Lady Catherine. Elizabeth's delight of having the company of her friend is somewhat undermined by the sight of Darcy having to endure the obsequious civility of Mr. Collins. Elizabeth does her best to shield Darcy from the vulgarity of family and friends and keep him in the company of those with whom he might converse without mortification. And she looks forward with delight to their time at Pemberley, where they will be removed from this unpleasing company." The accomplishment of Mrs. Bennet's most earnest desires does not serve to cure her of her occasional nervousness and invariable silliness. Mr. Bennet misses Elizabeth exceedingly, and delights in appearing at Pemberley unexpected. Proximity to Mrs. Bennet is too much even for Bingley's even temper and Jane's generous heart, and they move to a county neighboring Derbyshire. Kitty, spending the chief of her time with her elder sisters, improves by their example. As the only daughter left at home, Mary is forced to mix more and more with the world, but she keeps the capacity to moralize over every morning visit. Wickham and Lydia remain just what they were, and in spite of everything, hope they might prevail upon Darcy to make their fortune. Instead, Elizabeth sends them what relief she can from her own private expenses, and Darcy assists Wickham further in his profession. Miss Bingley is mortified by Darcy's marriage, but to retain the right to visit Pemberley, she pays every arrear civility requires. Georgiana lives at Pemberley, and she and Elizabeth love each other as much as Darcy could ever have hoped. Lady Catherine replies to Darcy's letter in language so abusive that intercourse between them comes for a time to an end. But Elizabeth encourages him to seek a reconciliation, and Lady Catherine condescends to visit them at Pemberley, perhaps from curiosity to see how his wife conducts herself. With the gardeners, Elizabeth and Darcy are always on the most intimate terms, because they love them and because they are the ones who had been the means of uniting them.